0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sirebottom. Each week I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. to episode number 159 of the podcast. And today we have Mr. Bucket List himself, Trav Bell. Now, for those who haven't heard of Trav, he is an outright superstar traveling the world, helping people find their full potential, not only in their bucket list, but just a straight talking guy that helps people bring sort of fun, energy and purpose, like what this podcast is all about to each and every day. And today we talk about a number of different things. And the one thing I love about Trav is um, the way he talks so openly about his story um, where he's come from, and now the great work he's doing around that. And, and not only that, from the work he's done, the awesome people around the world that he's connected with helped, and not only that, he's learned from. As well as that, we talk about how you can start actioning your bucket list today, and a number of other little tips and tricks that really apply for anybody around the world if you want to ticket before you kick it. And I love that hashtag from Trav, it is awesome. So guys, after this, you're going to be able to action different things. So not only can you start writing down your bucket list, start achieving it, but finding ways to enjoy each and every day. So this is episode number 159 with Trav Bell. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am stoked. I've got Mr. Bucket List himself, Trav Bell. How are you, buddy?
1: (laughs) Very good, mate. (laughs) Very good.
0: (laughs) Now, you've, uh, you've just come back from European summer. What was that like? And did you tick anything off your own bucket list?
1: Mate, ticked the heap the bucket list. Uh, Going from Melbourne, which we both – you're on one side of the bay, I'm on the other. So I'm down at Ocean Grove near Bells Beach, uh, overlooking the ocean as we speak. And I uh, went from the middle of winter, Melbourne winter, to the European summer. So I was white. Little overweight, <laughs> not looking the best, and uh, it was a, it was a shock. But you know, the three weeks of the European summer, uh, you know, became healthier. I think I think I think it's a requirement for, for my life from here on that we uh, we disappear, whether it be to Europe or just north from Melbourne. Um, you know, at least during those winter months. So now is spring; it's a hell of a lot better. But Whilst we're over there, uh, look, I've been to Europe a bunch of times and uh, but I hadn't been to Italy. So Italy was a big, big one, one of those countries, along with Japan actually, that, that were high up on the bucket list and I wanted to experience Italy with uh, my partner and we got to, you know, tick off everything from the S- Statue of David um, which was a big one for me in Florence Uh, we ticked off obviously the Vatican, uh, saw the Sistine Chapel, which was just, just breathtaking. I'm a, I love art and, uh, and my, my girlfriend, she's an artist as well. So we really get into the whole art thing and, and did the Chincaterra, which is the colored houses. That was more on Tracy's bucket list rather than mine. Um, but yeah, good to go along on that journey. (laughs) And, uh, and then we, uh, oh, we went to go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but that was closed. They literally closed it for a day. What,
0: um, why was that? I don't know. I don't know why. They must have known you were coming, <laughs> mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the other big one was the Colosseum as well. So I had never been to the Coliseum, um, Gladiator Territory, and uh, that was one, two, three, four. That's the... One on the man, the seven man-made wonders of the world. So I've got two more to go. So I've got the Christ Redeemer down in Brazil. Yep. That's next year and also Petra in Jordan to go and that's the seven man-made wonders of the world. So they were the big ones and obviously went to the Eiffel Tower. We went up to Edinburgh and did a bit of the Edinburgh uh, Festival. Uh, we went to a conference up there as well. Went to Wales, UK, all that sort of stuff, and but ticked off a heap of stuff on the bucket list. Love the European summer going back next year as well.
0: Un- unbelievable, mate. And for people that haven't had the beauty of going to Europe in summer, it's next level. Um, and Italy particularly. I've, I've been fortunate enough to go to those places, Trav. And I don't think there'll be many things on my bucket list at uh, Trump U, but I have done uh, Petra as well. And that, that's pretty impressive yeah. where Tomb Raider was, mate. So I'm sure when you get there, you'll love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, look,
0: it, it, it's it, –
1: and. I, I've done a lot of travel, you know, travel's a big one on a lot of people's bucket list. It's the thing that a lot of people think that a bucket list is. And look, as we get into it, as you know, like it's one of 12 items on a bucket list. Travel is just one category on a person's bucket list, and um, but it is a big one, and, and I, uh, you know, the Travel just opens up. I think travelling, and I've done the you know the 21-year-old to, to, to 30-year-old travel by myself and that sort of thing. That's a whole other kettle of fish, yep. you know. That's a whole other kind of travel. And But when you can travel with your family, your loved one, and really experience, you know, those experiences with someone that you love, I think it's extra special.
0: Yeah, uh, very true, very true, and I think the older you get, the travel changes a little bit, and as you said, you probably yeah. experience a little bit more than what you might have in your 20s, mate. I, I don't know what you're like in your 20s, but um, just from my own experience, uh, <laughs> travel does change a lot, doesn't it?
1: Oh, mate, it, it, it goes from uh, drunken nights to uh, to hangovers to uh, late checkouts to rushing to your next, your next point of call. When you're younger, and, and seeing the sights, but I think you just get more interested in history as you get older. To be honest, or um, well, that is for me anyway. And the, and the appreciate, you know, and you just appreciate history. You appreciate art for me, and um, you just get into the culture a lot, a lot more.
0: Yeah, I think that is very true, and I think like most things mature and you start to take in the most amazing things around the world, like you've just mentioned. So, Trav, you haven't always been the bucket list guy. Let's take it back a little bit. How did it all start, mate? How did you become the number one bucket list guy in the world? Where does this come from?
1: Yeah, no, that's been my, my label since I was born. No, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, uh real quick backstory. I uh, grew up – uh, surf life-saving and, and surfing down here in Ocean Grove, and I was always a jock. I uh, went to uni, did a Bachelor of Applied Science in phys ed, was going to be a phys ed teacher. There you go. Yeah, very and, similar. And uh, got into uni, did it about, was it third year uni? Um, I'm, I'm I'm 46 now, and I had this guy back in, this is in the 90s, mate, so I had this guy who was doing this thing called personal training back
0: yeah. in the day. Yep. yep. And this is pre-internet, pre-crack book, pre-Insta-crack,
1: <laughs> pre-everything. And, and he was doing this thing. And he was training, um, like, a lot of celebrities and wealthy people up in Iraq. And, and I just got really interested. He was one our strength and conditioning coach for an elective. And I just got really fascinated. I'm like, dude, you know, how much, you know, who do you train, how do you do it? What, how is it different to a gym? This is when the, this is before there was even a personal training industry as right, it is eh? today. Yep. Um, before these big chains of gyms came into Australia, and and I just got fascinated with it. And I'm like, dude, how much do you earn? He's like, oh, two hundred bucks an hour. I'm like, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> so I said, how do I how do I become? and I just followed him around, mate. He said, look, go to this go to this seminar, go to this event, go to this conference go you know read this book subscribe to these magazines etc etc get the stuff over in the US and and uh read this book so I just did everything he said and within by the end of university I was because I was going to be a teacher as well mate yeah you're you're an ex teacher and I was going to be a kids you know phys ed teacher uh, or do something around uh, around that and uh yeah, I was making more money out of personal training by the end of third-year uni um, than any lecturer any teacher that I knew. So I'm like, well, this is handy. And, and I, <laughs> Correct. And, and not, you know, I, I, I never really wanted to work for anyone. I always had this entrepreneurial mindset. So I started my own business in third-year uni and never looked back. So I went from basically one client um, and built that business up after it was the first of franchise personal training in Australia and we built that up to a chain of only well, it was only 21 personal training studios in three states um, we had you know over 300 personal trainers working for us in nearly 2 million personal training sessions over the course of those years then uh, there was due to due to some circumstances some cancerous people um, and and Just circumstances Um, things kind of went south Um, and I I, kind of blame myself as well to a certain extent but uh, I fell out of love for the industry, I fell out of love for that business model and um, slipped into a bit of a depression and when I, you know, I'm around a lot of people in a sad place, you know, when I go and do keynote seminars and stuff like that now my depression was nothing compared to what I hear these days and but I was in a sad place and I really had to make some changes so it doesn't sound really rough but you know your own perspective you know you are your own perspective and or well, your reality is your own perspective and I um, I found myself in self help seminars you know hugging it out high fiving and with the best of them sharing with strangers you, you've probably been there I've walked yep. on fire bent the bars broken the arrows all that sort of thing and and um I was in one of these seminars and someone said to me quite a you know it, people arrive in your life at, at different times for different reasons and whether when whether we're looking or not whether we're hearing or not is a different different call altogether but one of the Guys, on you, he said, "Why don't you teach this shit?" You know, like you're, you're, you know, you're in there. You've spent, you've spent a whole bunch of money, and I had uh, every weekend I was away uh, doing doing seminars, just just kind of, you know, right with personal development stuff. And uh, you're not afraid of public speaking. Why don't you go out and teach this stuff? And it helped me really compartmentalize why I was there and help me compartmentalise all the stuff that I've been through and all the experiences that I've gained. So I put on a seminar. I uh, nearly had to pay people to come to that seminar. <laughs> it was like 40, 40 people at the Western, Western Bulldogs rooms there in Footscray. Yep. And, um, and mum and dad even came up and, and, like, what the hell is he doing now? You know. So And I put on this seminar, packaging all the shit that I knew, and then about halfway through, I was shitting myself. This is my first public seminar, you know, and in my, the back of my mind, well, if Tony Robbins could do it, so it could <laughs> It's a
0: big thing to do, though, Trevor. Um,
1: so yeah, yeah, good on you. Um, so I put on the – did the talk. About halfway through, I shared with people that the fact that I had a, a list to do before I die, literally written down. I've still got it today since I was 18. So at 18, I started writing what I want to do before I die. And um, – my seminar went from shit to not so shit because I started to ask people why 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 they why they were there, why do they want to earn money? And you know, for a lot of people I still hear it today, a lot of people's their their three main goals are pay off the house, put the kids through school, and do a bit of trouble when I'm older. Yeah, and possibly sicker. So I said, "What really? What else do you want to do?" And and I gave him some examples of my life, and, and it helped me. It, it's always helped me, you know, have that that spirit of hurry up, you know, like a, of impatience to a certain extent of um, making decisions really quick. And so I said, "What do you want to do?" And this room, you know, came alive. <laughs> it, was, it became a better seminar. And one of the ladies at the end of it. Joe, she said, how's all this list to do before you die stuff? is really cool. It's like a bucket list. You're like the bucket list guy. <laughs> <laughs> bang. And I went, bang, there you go. And it just, it's it just me. It's a, it was just a filter I could, I could sit with. Obviously great for marketing purposes and that sort of thing because really no one really knew who Trav Bell was, but bucket list was certainly a lot more memorable and uh, that night I went home and registered the com, and I was on the Google machine, and, uh, and I was like, who's like the Mac Daddy, who's like the king of buckets <laughs> in the world? Oh, look, no one. So I ca- literally called myself the world's number one bucket list expert and stuck.
0: Mate, that is, that is brilliant. So and the one thing, just from listening to that story, Travis, that a lot of people, I feel, go to self-help seminars or all these motivational things, but it's really good when you're there, but they don't action it. So by you actually starting an event and doing it, and you're not really knowing what you're doing, but then halfway through, it sounds like the power of your story and storytelling was what convinced everyone about the bucket list, and that probably wasn't even what you're intending to do. So is, do you find storytelling just so powerful?
1: Oh, it's incredibly powerful. It's a really, really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the ex president of the uh, Professional Speakers Australia as well. Uh, you know, a TED TEDx thought leader, done uh, a TED uh, TED talk um, in Melbourne a few years ago. Um, storytelling, you know, or laying down metaphors for people help really do help people. Um, understand you know different concepts and philosophies in life and it because it helps it helps them see parts of them or them in that story but it disassociates and when you disassociate you can take a more of an objective look at your life and that's why storytelling is so powerful and why I think if you're a speaker or a coach or you know someone in your position Dale, is is storytelling is incredibly powerful rather than just telling someone how to live their life, which is, you know, what they must do, they should do or need to. That's really presumptuous and that's actually imposing your model of the world, you know, onto them, you know. uh, But if you tell a story, you're disassociating disassociating the person and our job as coaches, as teachers, is to have them realise what they need to do in order to change. Yeah. So um, that that's why it's incredibly powerful. I, I think it's. I think some of the best speakers that I've seen in the world are unbelievable storytellers. Funny as hell. You'll be laughing and crying. You know, all in the, all in the same minute. And I think that's incredibly powerful and underrated too for its ability to educate people.
0: Yeah, so, so true. And I, I know for anybody listening, like if you can read out stats and facts and you can remember things, that's great. But if you can put it into a story, people will actually remember it. Um, and I think that's a really powerful thing you've just mentioned there, Trav. So when it comes to buckle list, though, mate, like I know I hear a lot of people say, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I wanna do this. What what are the biggest hurdles you find for people having something but not actually achieving it? How what really stops people from doing things that they want to complete?
1: Um it's a good question. I what's the thing that stops them? It's it's actually just talk. Uh there's a lot of people that talk about goals. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna it's a great Australian term. It is correct. Uh my oh, I feel it's my, my mission, my duty, uh and and definitely you know, I've seen it come to fruition by getting people to take time out of their life to work on their life. Um, to help them extract and then articulate, you know, their goals. And we obviously use the filter, um, uh, the mantra of bucket list, which is a really cool way of goal setting. And it takes into account the smart goals principles because it's really personal and it's time-framed and all that sort of thing. But really people, step one is to take time out of their life to work on their life. Like like if you're hearing this right now, guys, like – in your schedule today, tomorrow, by the end of this week, not later on, like by the end of this week at least, take an hour, two hours. Hey, they can go to my TED Talk if they want and where I introduce and unpack the My Bucket List Blueprint, which helps them actually write a list. But you've got to actually write it down. Here's the deal. If you actually write goals down, you've got a 40% yes, 40% 40% more likelihood of them showing up, like just by writing them down. The fact is – still got you?
0: Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm yeah, enjoying yeah. it. I'm yep. <laughs> still enjoying
1: yeah, it. Uh, the, the fact is that you um, – a lot of people just don't take the time out to actually write um, – or I'll get around to it someday, waiting for the perfect time. All these kind of, you know, that vernacular kind of pops up. Here's the deal. Your to-do list is swimming around in your head with your bucket list and guess which one gets done first. It's obviously your to-do list. Yeah. But until something traumatic or dramatic happens to you or a loved one, suddenly you reprioritise. Suddenly this bucket list becomes... Uh, a really important thing. So I want to wake people up before they get given a use-by date and before one of their loved ones become uh, shocks them into forcing them to take a look at this. And we live in a, a world of delayed gratification, you know, uh, is I'll do this, I'll, I'll sacrifice my happiness for uh, two-thirds of my life in order to, you know, be happy later, you know, what's wrong with instant gratification? Not in a hedonistic kind of way, but what's wrong with instant gratification? What's wrong with be having happy now? And me with depression, you know, me uh, experiencing depression, and so many others. You look at the rate of suicide. You look at the rate of depression. You look at the rate of overprescription of antidepressants. And, and mate, you'd know this better than most. In in teenagers, yeah, it's it's fucked up. Yep. And 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 it is it infuriates me. Where I, I believe that some of these tools that we are taught in personal development can um, steer that steer those stats in a favourable way. Um, can lower those stats. They're only get, those stats are only getting higher and higher. It's really sad. And I can speak to a group of a hundred people. I'll have i five, five to ten that come up to me, with with maybe a you know the, a tear in their eye because I've hit I've hit something within them and I've woken them up. Yeah. Or they're going through some stuff. And you look at the rate of cancer, you know, like not be the bearer of bad news. I'm not a motivational speaker, mate. I, I never have been, but I just talk about reality.
0: Yeah. Well, you and you're I,
1: really. I have my own very personal stories as well that I share. There's so many, you know, there's 75% of people, 76% of people, I think it's even higher now, 76% of people who go to work every single day and are what they call disengaged. They don't like what they do.
0: What the. Yeah, is that? That's it's outrageous, isn't it? And like, like we've said with those stats, I think I heard the other day that it's one point seven million people in Australia or something that are on antidepressants or some form of medication like that, which is a horrible stat when you think we're such a small country and that's the alarming rate. And, and then what 76% of people don't actually enjoy or feel engaged what they're doing each day. So if people are listening to this, yeah, man, that's, that's yeah. It's crazy. And, and I'm one that I'm a big believer in that you should have fun. You should laugh and you should enjoy what you're doing every day. And, um, so if people are listening to this, I know obviously bucket list traveling and all these different things are things on there, but I believe you should have fun every day, like I've just mentioned. So listening to your TED Talk would be a great start, writing down your goals because you said they'll have 40% more chance of achieving them if you can see them, but what are some other really simple steps that people can just, maybe if they're running, riding, swimming, sleeping, whatever they're doing right, right. now, they can start to bring a bit more joy to their life or start realizing a little bit of their bucket list, what could they do?
1: Well, look, I, I think that it doesn't um, – forget bucket list for a sec. Yep. Um, that, that one's easy. Yeah, that one's easy. Actually, just do commit to the smallest thing on your bucket list like today. Just commit to it. The one that doesn't require a lot of time or money, just a phone call away. Yep. Book yourself in, enter the run, you know, commit to something with a mate and and just just like take that action. If you actually boil down your bucket list and you boil down, like, what are the actual first steps, most of the things are only a phone call or a decision away. They really are. Yeah. But you just haven't given up the time of day because you've you've built a story up to say, oh, it's too overwhelming to think of Europe. Well, cool. Well, today, how about looking at some flights to Europe? How about that? Yeah. Not that hard. But at least we're switching the chemicals in your brain to focus on the positive here. We and, and look at, ascertain how strong the why is. You know, they say the why is going to make you cry. You know, if the why is strong enough, the how will work itself out. Here's the little tip, ladies and gentlemen, is don't worry about the how. Only – only appreciate how bad you want to do it because you will find a way. Human beings are incredibly resourceful, and it's not a matter of resources, it's a matter of resourcefulness.
0: Hmm. I I really like that. And I think what you just said there is, um, it doesn't, you don't have to go and book the flights. You don't have to change career. You might just look at different courses you can do or something to better yourself every day. And I believe that's what you mentioned there, Traven. And so you've hung out, you've hung out with some of the biggest people in the world, like Richard Branson, Tim Ferriss, things like that. What, what have you learned from these people, mate? Do they, do they have Skills like you've just mentioned that they will, you know, action things or they'll do things positively each day. What have they taught you um, from obviously hanging around with such high professional people?
1: Uh, look, I, 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 the 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 biggest one. That's a good question as well. Like, like the biggest the biggest one that I've learned is the ability to manage your time in a way uh, to delegate and and to not overthink really anything. Um, I love the saying, and it's actually one of my sayings, is <laughs> be a uh, be a progressionist, not a perfectionist. Be a progressionist, not a perfectionist. Write that down.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. And
1: there's so many people that sit on the fence about decisions. Um, life's way too short to be sitting on the fence for too long. You need to make decisions. One of the things that I've certainly learned is how quickly these successful people adapt and make decisions. And if something's not working, they'll they'll kick it to the curb and go again and go again and go again and and fail forward faster. They don't overcomplicate it with too many decisions. Yeah. And so or overcomplicate it with the um, – yeah, it just becomes slower and slower and slower. It becomes more of a, more of a mission um, harder when you feel the weight of decision becoming more and more. Yeah. Make a decision
0: and move, and yeah. move, and, 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 move and, and, and move. Do you reckon? And move? Do you reckon, Trab, that that comes down to again, The people are so scared to fail these days that they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to take that risk because it's easier to talk about than actually action it. Because you know they're worried about being judged or what other people will think or if they don't get it right. Do you see yeah. that as you know why people? It's a massive hurdle.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're right. And especially in the day of social media as well, people are wanting, wanting to get everything done. Like if people, honestly, and I'm 46 now and I used to not be like this, but um, the fear of judgment of others is a huge inhib- inhibiting factor. Like you are just not got to give a fuck about what people think. Yeah. Like I just do not care. Um, sure, I because of this thing called ego and, and, it, and it just debilitates people. Um, people just don't take action because of how they're going to look on social media or, you know, it, it is debilitating. What's the worst that's going to happen? What is the worst that's going to happen? And if you don't do something now, well, you're going to live a regretful life. Yeah. You know, my, I love to help people live a regret-free life rather than a regretful life. Um, what's the worst that's going to happen? This too shall pass. There might be a little bit of embarrassment, but people have got to build that embarrassment muscle. To be less embarrassed.
0: Mm, I like, I like that one, mate. The embarrassment muscle. I haven't heard of that one. I might take that I on board.
1: Never, and you know what? I've never said that before. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making, but, but it makes sense, doesn't it? It does. If you put yourself, if you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation um, every day, you know, let's say you're trying to launch a product, you're trying to do a, a new business, or, 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 you know, just put yourself on. I, I coach a lot of speakers and I say, look, get on camera every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Make a dick of yourself. Who cares? Who cares? No, The world is not sitting out there waiting for Dale to do his first video or launch his website or get that book out or do that new thing, you know. like, like The world is busy. They're too busy. They're, they're too absorbed in their own
0: fucking life. Hey, that is that is so true. They they're
1: not waiting for you to do your thing. They
0: don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. It, no one cares. It's so, it's so true, Trav, that people are so worried about what other people think, but nobody's even probably watching anyway because they're so caught up in what they're doing that yeah. I think people build up these barriers that aren't even there. It's this fake yeah. barrier that they can't see.
1: It's this fake barrier that they can't see. Exactly. And it is a fake barrier. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I don't even know if I'm meant to swear on this, that's but fine, it, it's, mate. Uh, at the end of the day, like the world is, the, the, yeah, I can't reiterate that enough. Yeah. <laughs> I just, think, I mean, so what's the worst thing going to happen? Like, like, it's a yeah, it real... Try it out, Get uncomfortable. See what happens. Uh, I, I bet, but, you know, and, and to be honest, the people that are Sitting, you know, the fucking trolls and you know, <laughs> that are sitting there and they've got literally nothing else to do than bring people down or complain about the world or complain about a, a circumstance or situation, but actually won't get off their own ass and have a crack. Mm, Fuck yep.
0: them, yeah. Well, that the, the keyboard warriors.
1: Defriend, defriend. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: Yeah. It's so true, mate. So true. And and that's I suppose that's the thing, Trav. That if you are waiting for gratification from others, then you're probably not going to get your full potential until you are happy within yourself and you back yourself for doing it. So, mate, let's talk about the only way to do that
1: is to get uncomfortable. Correct. The only way to build that confidence is to get uncomfortable. There's a direct correlation.
0: Yeah. And and what was it? The embarrassment muscle. Muscle. You've got to you've got yeah, to start working the
1: embarrassment on embarrassment muscle. I like yes. it,
0: mate. I like like that a lot, so guys, if you're out there, don't worry about building up those biceps, pecs, or deltoids. Get the embarrassment muscle on. <laughs> So, Trav, let's talk about, obviously, you've got bucket list coaches around the world. Um, you have got you speak all over the world, like you mentioned. You've got a book coming out. Where can we either like become a coach? Can we book you in for speaking? Well, let's talk about this, mate, because I, I can imagine you've been so open with this today. And I really like just how honest you are, because I think a lot of the time people beat around the bush a little bit, and they don't just say it how it is. But you have done that today, and I know that you're helping people all around the world. So, where can we find you or book you in? You know, where where can we find you, buddy?
1: Uh, It's pretty easy. I mean, um, uh, yeah, just go to www.thebucketlistguy.com and uh, some speaking stuff. It's about to get an overhaul, but there's some speaking stuff. And, yeah, with uh, with people that want to pay this message forward, um, we've now got bucket list coaches in 14 countries around the world. Wow, that's cool, mate. I uh, I gave it, I gave a speech down in South Africa, and uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder. Um, a very successful guy, and said, "I reckon we can license what you teach around the world." So we went into business together. Uh, great to get that validation, uh, and, and now we've got bucket list coaches popping up all around the world teaching the programs that we've created. You know, and we do you know BL4K, which is called Bucket List for Kids. Um, it's not just about writing a list there's a full personal development program and and helping people definitely grow that embarrassment muscle stronger um, it's about group accountability it's um, based on positive psychology it's um, it's all about helping people you know helping people in different parts of the world it's really cool I, like We've got now bucket list coaches like in Costa Rica and Mexico and, and uh, Portugal and Vietnam, even in, you know, places around the world where if you actually translate the word word bucket list, it makes no sense at all because <laughs> <laughs> so, it's an urban term. And, 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 but they get it. They totally get it. And we're, we're now doing corporate programs as well. And with that, I say a bucket list is a tangible life plan. Our career plan or our business plan should fit into our life plan and not be the other way around. So we're really bringing our coaches are really um, uh, bringing home that work to live, uh, work to live, you know, uh, philosophy and or what I call work life blend, not work life balance. That's a bullshit term. Work life blend mm. philosophy <laughs> in areas that I'd never get to in my lifetime. So it's cool to be able to scale out through the coaches.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And I'll have links on the show notes, guys, so you can go and check those out. But one thing I've just been listening to, and I, I did want to bring this up earlier, trad but um, you've obviously had a couple of really good mentors along the way. The one early on, um, the guy that got you into PT um, and really guided you and helped you out. And then obviously it sounds like the, the things that your business partner from South Africa, I'm guessing a successful person, he's a bit of a mentor as well. How important have those people, and I'm sure there's probably more along the way, but how important has been? Um, I know you say you've been lucky to find those people, but I believe you make your own luck. How how pivotal have they been in everything you've been able to create?
1: Oh mate, I do. I literally just before doing uh, just before doing this podcast with you, mate, I, I literally did half an hour of learning. Um I I build it in every single day. now, you know, half an hour to an hour of learning every single day and, and reading books, um, going to seminars, going to events. Um, paying for coaches, paying for mentoring programs—it's—it's it's all get you know. Like, um, I think you—I think you're incredibly arrogant in this day and age if you think you know it all.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think you're incredibly stupid if you think you know it all. Um, it, you know, it's just like I'm nowhere near the level of um, the, the level of my potential. So got to get help and I've got to get daily help. Um, so, yeah, for those that haven't sought out mentors or coaches or people to follow, just make sure they've actually got the results that you want. They're not just talking about it. You know, they're not, there's a lot of uh, coaches out, a lot of people out there wanting to give you advice. Oh, I love the 21 year old life coach. Yeah, <laughs> really? You, you're fucking 21. <laughs> um, so, or, or the 20, you know, the 21 year old business coach. Really? You, you've actually run a very successful business, and now you're paying it as if. Yeah, correct. So, you know, I. But that that coaching, that mentoring, that help comes in all forms and all levels of investment. You can get um, an executive coach. You know, Tony Robbins, I think, is a a million dollars up front to work with one-on-one. I know other people that are even more expensive than Tony Robbins. Um, I charge a lot for coaching, for for one-on-one coaching as well. But you can get that in a free audio you know, an Audible or a, or a book or something like that. But it's the it's the constant um, it's the constant want or, or identification that learning should be a part of. If you want success in different areas of your life, that learning should be an integral part of your daily action plan. Mm. And you've got to build it in as important as going to the gym, as important as go, brushing your teeth.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think, I think that's really that's a really good point you just made there, Trab. That um, we focus. You know, we we wash daily, we eat daily. Um, you've got to be learning daily, and I think one of the things you just mentioned, Audible, is probably one of the most amazing tools out there. Because name a successful person that writes a book and doesn't. Right, with all their best information in it. They're not holding anything back. That is where you can get untapped information from anybody out there. And if you're listening, yeah. and this isn't sponsored or anything, you can go on there and get your first book free. So I would be highly yeah. recommending Audible. I, I think it's the most amazing thing you can go and do. So great advice, Trav. Now, nah. Mate, I love finishing off with a couple of questions with my guests, and and the first one is, if from everything you've learned from your forty six years, mate, and um, all the amazing things you've done, if you could look back to eighteen year old Trav and give yourself one bit of advice, what would that bit of advice be?
1: Yeah, I give the same question. I. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what would my advice be to my eighteen-year-old self? I've actually got a nine, no, a twenty-year-old um, and a twenty-two-year-old stepson and stepdaughter. So my advice to them, literally yesterday, <laughs> um, is uh, work as much as you possibly can. Work as much as you possibly can. Uh, get as much money as you possibly can. Get in the property market as soon as you possibly can because you can leverage the shit out of that later on. But also travel as much as you possibly can because that breeds tolerance. That breeds – it just opens your eyes to the world and it opens up a lot of opportunities um, and and networking opportunities around the world. So trying to get that balance between saving um, and also – you know, and also um, traveling. Um, yeah, that's that's always a balancing act. Um, yeah. But really, you know, go go for that, and also start to integrate some of these habits. Of, you know, you and I have been talking about that, such as the learning. You know, if you've got a gap between where you are and where you want to be in, whether it be your health, your wealth, your relationships. Um, your business, your, your job, whatever it is. Make sure you're learning around that gap. You're learning to to skill up in that gap. Um, so you can close that gap. It's not about being a complete all-rounder, but you know as well as I do that where those gaps lie. Um, so go and get that information. Make sure that learning is part of your daily processes. And, um, and work like crazy too. Like, like, like you can kind of take it, if you've done it all right, you can kind of take a little bit easy gas, you know, foot, foot off the gas a little bit later on in life, but work, work like crazy. You know, I remember, and so, certainly not a comparison, but when I first started my personal training business, um, when I was 21, 20, 21, 22, this the um, same age as my stepson, Charlie's age right now. I did 63 one-hour mobile personal training sessions in a week. Wow. And I did that consistently for about two to three years. So I was absolutely cooked on a Saturday and Sunday, um, but I did not spend that money wisely at all because I was a country kid up in Melbourne for the first time, and you know how that goes. <laughs> I do, mate. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, so I uh, – Had a lot of other experiences, but at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, uh, yeah, work like crazy. I mean, and 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 get as many internships and and do as many jobs in areas that are of interest to you, so you can again fail forward faster and start to select the ones that do take your interest, um, that you do stick out for longer.
0: Yeah, I
1: think and dig in, and and while you while you're young, ask for help.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's really some great points there, Trev. from what you've just said is try a number of different jobs because you don't have to settle. You don't have to just stick with the one you, you know. You may, I think and it's probably our parents' generation that they just work one job their whole life and that's, you know, they were doing that because it was comfortable. But you need to try different things to know what suits you and what interests you and, and find your passion. And I love that about travelling because I think particularly people that have grown up in like Australia, New Zealand, US, England, we, we come from some of the best countries in the world. And when you do travel to less fortunate com- countries, it's really gratifying to make you realize how lucky you are and, um, you know, how good we do have it. So great points mm-hmm. taken away there for anybody that's listening. Um, if you're not doing that today, just because Trav was saying that for an 18 year old, you can still implement that into your life and get a part time job, do something like that. I love that. So Trav, before I let you go, mate, um, what do you want to be remembered for? What does your legacy when and Trav Bell is all said and done and I know mate you've got a lot of good years left in you but what are you what legacy do you want to leave on the world?
1: Well big question um, what legacy do I want to leave on the world? Um, I want the kids to be proud of me um, to uh, possibly carry the torch and, and develop what what I've created and, or, or um, the legacy would be to actually change the conversation you know, around, around kids and, and, like I said, you know, depression um, and give them some tools to more so self-manage rather than through pharmaceuticals. And I think giving, you know, in, in, in the early stages of our programs and what we're doing, um, we are tooling them up well and, and we've got a lot of development to go but giving them these tools um, I, I think to, to be able to self-manage and to be able to, you know, step into their potential sooner rather than later and have the world, and this is going to sound really kind of lame and hippie, but have the world be a happier place because it's freaking awesome.
0: Yeah oh mate i love that and and it is so true the world is whatever you want it to be and if you try and make it a happy place and work at it it will be so mate i can guarantee Trav people listening along we've got your website you've stated that socials where can people find you or contact you after this episode and just say thank you for your open honest tips on life yeah
1: well, i've got the um on facebook it's trav bell dash the bucket list guy i think it's the uh, the bucket list Travell on Insta, and obviously, I think it's the bucket list guy or Travel on LinkedIn as well. But um, yeah, we got, we've got. Uh, TheBucketListGuide.com and we've also got BucketListCoach.com now too, so check those
0: out legend Trav, well I'll have links for those in the show notes guys and um, Trav thank you very much for today's chat mate I've, I've really enjoyed uh, I, I think sometimes you need a really open and honest chat and just telling people exactly how it is to take action, start doing something because at the end of the day your happiness comes down to yourself, nobody else mate so thanks for all the work you're doing mate and being on the show, it's been an absolute blast
1: She's now